This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey guys, Ben Taylor here with Raw Motivations. If you don't follow me yet, I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. Do that in a couple different ways. If you hadn't had a chance, check out some of our lives that we have throughout the week. We also have on Monday nights, we have an exclusive live that's in a secured platform, which is our NARC app. If you haven't had a chance to check that out, it's called Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, NARC for short. And so just look that up on Apple or on Google Play and download that to be able to get access to those exclusive lives. On there, we have people who can come into those exclusive lives where they're secured to be able to ask questions, but they don't have to worry about other people being able to see it. It's not broadcasted the world. It's not on YouTube anywhere for people to see. It's just on there so that people can actually answer questions and work through problems. If you haven't had a chance, grab that app and take a look at it because there's ways for you to engage with community, ask people advice, get tips and tricks from other people that have been through the same stuff that you've been through. You can go through courses to learn on boundaries or gaslighting or lies to try to understand more about narcissism and how it affects on a day-to-day -day basis to be able to gain your power back. We have people that record their truth in there so they can remember this is what's actually happening so they know I'm not crazy in the situation. There's people that attract their um, no contact, that make sure, hey, today is number 15, today is number 20, today is number 300, because they know they can't go back and they have to keep themselves accountable on a day-to-day -day basis. So engage with that as well. We also have a monthly coaching that happens inside the app through the premium supporters where we actually get out on Zoom and we're able to talk to each other face-to-face be able to interact with other survivors and thrivers who are living and growing and changing on a day-to-day -day basis. Will you join that community? Will you help us out, either come in to learn or come in to encourage? Because we need more people that know the shit that people have been through. Because a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people don't see it. And if you saw the video that we did last time about narcissistic patterns of abuse, you understand like a lot of people don't see what's actually going on. And as a result, they get stuck in it. We touched on a couple things last time under the patterns of narcissistic abuse. Again, we're going through the book, The Narcissist in Your Life with Julie Hall. What we touched on in the last video was refusal to take responsibility, projection of abusive behavior and selfish motives onto others, baiting, ridiculing, humiliating to gain advantage and feel superior, hypersensitivity to slights and criticism, pitting other people against each other. And so today we want to talk about endlessly demanding of agreement and admiration. See, a narcissist has very much black and white thinking. And so as a result, you either agree with them and you're a good person, or you don't agree with them and you're awful. Like you're dead to them. Like there's not really like an in-between of like, you have your opinion, I have my opinion. Like there's like nuances. It's like, no, like this is black and white. You either fit here or you don't fit here. I either love you or I hate you, respect you or I don't. Like there's not really much like in-between. There's not really any like gray area, if you'd say. So for a narcissist, the idea here of always demanding agreement is they want you to agree with them. If you don't, then you're kind of like dead to them in a lot of ways. And they always want your admiration. Like narcissists crave excessive admiration. They want to feel better about themselves, maybe because of the shit that's inside, maybe because of the stuff that they've done, maybe because of the worthlessness that they feel. 
Regardless, they want to feel better about themselves, and so they need that constant validation, constant attention from someone else. When they stop getting it from one, getting it from one person, then a lot of times they'll go to someone else and try to find someone to be like, hey, let me have that attention. That's how a lot of my relationships were made up of, and that's why they went in cycles. That's why those cycles continued even into marriage with cheating and with affairs, which I'm not proud of, but I'm trying to describe and like say that's that pattern that happens of like, I'm not getting enough supply or admiration from this one person. Let me add another person. Let me add another person. And so on and so on. The cycle continues. All right. So that was number seven. Number eight, sudden, often violent rage with a hurricane's ferocity. It's a really good way to put it. A lot of times I've likened a narcissist to a tornado or to a hurricane because in the narcissist's mind, the chaos that's ensuing around them it isn't affecting them because they're used to it. They're used to the chaos and they're used to it being put on everyone else and them not taking accountability or responsibility for it. So when you think of a tornado or a hurricane and the eye of it, the eye of it is normally like pretty calm, you know, and that's kind of where the narcissist is. And in their mind, everything is like calm. This is okay because the chaos that's all around me is what I'm creating. I'm in charge of the chaos. Narcissist wants to be in charge of the chaos because they'd rather be in control than they would be honest about what's going on. But you'll see oftentimes that rage that comes out. A lot of times people refer to it as the demon eyes where their eyes go like all black and they're just raging and yelling because they're not getting their way. Really, it's like a toddler that's not getting their way. So they're going to rage, they're going to yell, they're going to attack all these different types of things because they want what they want. If they don't get it, if they don't get compliance, if they don't get admiration, whatever it might be, a lot of times it'll unleash the rage. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number nine, scapegoating loved ones. Making other people be the scapegoat, the person that they're going to put all the blame on. Again, it goes back to projecting and things like that. But it's like, hey, if we can put all the blame on this one person, a lot of times you'll see it in family dynamics. If we can put all the blame on this one child, on this one instance, on this coworker, on this job, on this boss, whatever it is, if we can always put the scapegoat on someone else, then we don't have to feel bad for the decisions that we've made. Oftentimes, the scapegoat becomes someone close to them or someone that they quote-unquote love. They don't actually show love or demonstrate love at all, but it's just the person that's closest to them they're going to try to blame so they don't have to feel that, so they don't have to internalize that. Number 10, berating and bullying. A lot of narcissists out there are bullies. A lot of narcissists out there are trolls. Like You'll see them pop up because they want to put other people down. They want to berate other people, tell people off, all these different types of things. They want to be the bully so they feel better about themselves. That's a huge part. They want to feel better about the shame, the guilt that they have. And if they can put that on someone else, if they can project that onto someone else, they'll feel, they'll feel better about who they actually are. So oftentimes you'll see them bully. Sometimes it's almost like the idea of they know the end is coming. They know that someone is going to catch them in what's happening. So they'll flip it around and they'll attack that person first. 
Oftentimes you'll see this in relationships where you're coming to them to talk to them about something and then they just flip it around on you and they're attacking you the entire time. You're like, wait a second. Like I came to talk to you because you've been cheating on me. And they're like, no, you've been cheating on me. Like they'll just, they'll flip everything around because the longer you have to take in defending yourself means the longer they don't have to deal with the consequences of you holding them accountable. Or a lot of times you'll forget, or a lot of times the conversation will move on or get swept under the rug. Berating and bullying. Number 11, gaslighting, making you feel crazy. It's what a narcissist does. They take you looking at something that's true and they try to convince you and make you understand that actually what you're looking at is completely false. They try to make you go crazy from the truth. Give you an idea, there was one person that the, the spouse had a condom that was in the trash can. And the other, other, other spouse came in, they saw it. And they confronted him about it. Not there, but like later on, they confronted him about it. They're like, I can't believe that I saw that. Well, the other spouse, the narcissist spouse, went down, took the condom out, threw it away somebody else, hit it. And brought the other spouse down and was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but it's like awful that you would accuse me of that. Made them dig through the trash to find it. They never did, because it was gone. That's like gaslighting where they're making someone feel crazy about something they actually experienced, something they actually saw for the purpose of controlling their image and for the purpose of controlling that other person. Now that other person feels bad because, oh, I must have mis misspoke. I must have not seen that. I must have. And they start apologizing for things that the other person is actually doing, but the other person is convincing them that it's their fault or convincing them that it's not even real. A lot of times you'll see this with narcissistic people. Number 12, entitled, arrogant, abusive underlings such as employees, wait staff, clerks, and secretaries. Now, we all know that narcissists are feel entitled anyways, and a lot of times they take that out on their close ones, on the people that are closest in their circle, but oftentimes it leaks out and it starts abusing other people as well. Many of you have probably experienced a narcissistic boss that doesn't give a care about the people underneath, treats them as subpar, as Underlings, like it says here, the employees, the staff, the clerks, the secretaries, the people that are underneath the narcissist don't really count. And as a result, they just kind of view them as small, as being peons, as being the servants that are meant to serve them. That's the intense ego and entitlement that a narcissist looks at. Because a narcissist doesn't look at people and think, hey, that would be a good person. Hey, that's a bad person. Hey, this is a person that's valuable to the company. They look at, hey, what can these people do for me? How can I get what I want from them? Because most of the transactions, most of the interactions are transactional. Most of the transactions back and forth from different people are exactly that, just transactions in the narcissist's mind because all they're looking for is for other people to meet them in their supply, to give them that validation, to give them that admiration, to comply with their thoughts, comply with their demands. And a lot of times you'll have a narcissistic boss that just wants everybody to agree with them and tell them that they're the most amazing thing ever, when in reality, that's not actually the case, but no one can talk to them about that because they're unwilling to be criticized or listen to any type of feedback. Hopefully that helps. We've got four more that we're going to touch base on on the next video.